Yo, it's Alex Terranova, and welcome to Flip the Lens, where Brie Holland, London Papa Michael, and myself smash down the walls of perfection, performance, and looking good to dive face first into deeply vulnerable and personal conversations where we expose and explore what it means to be authentic and how to succeed in a world desperate for a facade. What's up? Welcome back to Flip the Lens. I'm your host, Alex Terranova. London is not here today. London is on a sabbatical, working out his muscles in the gyms that recently reopened. Uh, no, I don't know where London is, but uh, London will be missed today. Bree, what's up? Hello, how's it going? I'm good. We have an awesome guest today. I'm going to introduce him so we can jump in because he's a smart guy and I want to hear his thoughts on that. On, he actually gave me the topic today. So... I'm excited to talk about it. Uh, our guest who's joining us today in London's spot is, his name is Jason Dukes. I know him because he was one of the coaches that trained me a couple of years ago when I was training to be a coach. He was like a mentor. You know, he put up a lot with a lot of my bullshit at different times. Um, Jason Dukes is a professional certified coach. He is an innovator in personal transformation and empowerment. Uh, for visionary entrepreneurs. He's the CEO and founder of Captain's Chair Coaching. Uh, Something that's really cool about Jason is Jason was super involved in NASCAR for a long time. And I know he still like is involved in NASCAR and works with people in NASCAR. He's also a badass coach for people in real estate. Um, I've seen and heard about some of the success and it's pretty impressive. Jason, thanks for being with us, Ben. Thanks for having me. This is so awesome. Thanks for and you, things about you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, you know, you you shared with me when we were talking yesterday about you joining us. I was like, hey, is there anything you'd want to talk about? And you threw out this idea that I thought was brilliant, and we haven't discussed it on the show yet, which is like kind of how we we get in these debates, we get in these conversations with people, and people just like regurgitate things that they've heard, right? Statistics, things like maybe they're true, maybe they're not. Um and I was like, oh my God, I do that. Other people do that. We all I do, do that. I do. Will you, can you just, I know this is your first time here, your guest, but we actually like explain it. Like what do you, when you explained it to me, you did it like so eloquently and like perfectly. It was, it was great. Yeah. I think um, like it's, it's not just regurgitated conversations, but they're like, they're things that people, especially in, 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 quote unquote hot moments like like I don't want to make it more significant than it is but like hot moments like we're in right now where we have this great opportunity to have a conversation about something that typically when we st- when we try to have the conversation about it it gets stopped um, and I think a lot of people are trained in the the things to stop the conversation so that we don't have the conversation right like I get a lot of people who like somewhere in in the conversation they'll be like well wait like you don't care about the thousands of black people who killed black people in Chicago this weekend. And I'm like, like what, wait, what? Like, like I'm sure a thousand people didn't get murdered in Chicago this weekend. Like that's, that's an absurd number. Like that's a crazy number, but like people will say that like, it's, it's just a thing or whatever, but it's like, um, you know, it's just, it's just conversation starters and, and note like on, on both sides. Cause I, I think one of the, one of the scary parts about what's happening right now is the perceived, um, the perceived movement that's happening. Like how much movement people, like people in a group, like they're in a group and they're only talking to people in the group and they think they're being heard by other people. But, but like how much they're not being heard by other people because a lot of the, 
a lot of the points that they say, it's really just to to like trigger the other side so the other other side sh- shuts off so that there is no um, so that there is no conversation. Uh, and so we're in this we're in this hot uh, opportunity for conversation. But like the only way that people know how to have a conversation is honestly to throw nuclear bombs at each other that like stops the conversation, which is the weirdest thing ever. But it, it seems like like that's how it's been. Uh, that's how it's been trained. And, um, and yesterday, I mean, we talked about, uh, yeah, even on like some people on, on Facebook right now, even like the conversation starters that they have are just packaged, packaged conversation starters that they either got off the Rachel Maddow show or off a Trump tweet or off Fox news or CNN or something like that. And it's like, you know, people will be like, man, you know what I was thinking? And then they'll literally say something that like, it's clearly not an original thought. Like you didn't, you didn't think that like you heard it on whatever a thousand times. And now you think it's your thought, but like, it's not someone's truth. They take it as fact and then make it their truth and turn it into fact as a post instead of educate, learn, is it truth? Is it an opinion? How do I feel about it? And then as sharing it, so many people are sharing quote, (laughs) nobody can see me, but facts, but it's actually opinion and thought process based off of, a piece of information that they saw, whether it's that information is true or not. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, yeah. yeah and I, I mean, and, and it's, it's a lot of people just getting played because a lot of the information is specifically being relayed to you because they know how you already think. Um, yeah. I mean, I, and I'm, 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 I'm guilty of it slash get played all the time because like I, uh, I tried to listen to, um, Donald Trump when he speaks because like I'm Jason, right? Like I listen to people, like I want to give people chances and stuff like that. And, and I want, I want to listen when, when Donald Trump speaks. And, and honestly, a lot of people will stop me in conversation and be like, dude, but did you listen to what he said? Like, did you actually listen to what he said? And a lot of times my reply is like, yeah, I tried, but I can't like, I actually can't. And I want to, but I can't. Because in his speeches, like, he'll specifically drop, thing, like, literally drop nuclear bombs in. And I'm pretty sure he's conscious to it that he knows is, like, that a black male who's 40 years old can't hear, you know? Like, okay, like, you can say a statistic, that's fine. But then you don't have to necessarily drop the, you know, and so then it's making America great again or, like, you know, the whatever whatever thing that he'll go off on a tangent and say. Because, like, at that point, like you're going to turn my 40-year-old black man mind off because everything that you just said is now triggering something that, uh, you know, that, that it was created to, it was created to trigger, even make America great again. Like, for some people, it's like the greatest thing ever. Uh, for some people where it's like, wait, make America great again, you mean like when my great-granduncle or whatever, whatever my grand, you know, my grandparents' siblings, like when they were killed by the KKK, is that what we're trying to get back to? Or when my family had to flee the South to come to the North, you know, because they got chased there by the KKK or when, you know, like when, like, let's make America great to when, you know, my dad that was employed all of his life couldn't buy a home until his fifties because of redlining. Like, is that the great thing that, <laughs> is that the great thing that we want to go back to? Cause that's, that's what I hear. Right. No, thanks. I'm all set. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't want to do that. So it's like, you know, there, there are, there are triggering things that, yeah. um, you know, that, that I get it. And I have to be careful to it too, because even for me, when trying to actually be in a conversation with people, like, 
I have to make sure that, and I think, I think some people are just, you know, automatically sensitive to that already. Like, I think like black people who have advanced up corporate ladders or whatever are super sensitive to it just because we've had to be, we've had to be super sensitive to it all our lives. So, um, you know, one of the things Alex and, and like accomplishment coaching that I always used to get people were like, dude, can you say an actual clear statement without pinging and like caring about what everyone in the room thinks? And it's like, no, I can't. Cause I've had to all of my effing life. I, I want to, the thing that you're tr- like, you're not triggering, but you reminds me of, it's basically, it's something that I've been thinking about a lot lately is everything is cognitive bias. So cognitive bias is like, we look for information that supports the beliefs that we already have. So if I believe that Donald Trump is trying to push away one group and bring in another group, then my brain automatically filters and listens for that information and disregards everything else. Now, if I believe that Donald Trump is like a savior and wanting to like heal America, then I only listen to information that proves that to be true and disregards everything else. And I noticed that we were doing this like we, we naturally do this as human beings. There's no avoiding this, but we're doing it extra now. It's like, this yeah. is on extra. This is like, we are cognitive bias on fleek right now trying to, and we do it with our social media, right? You scroll through your Instagram, you drop people that don't agree with you on your Facebook. You see it right now all the time. If you don't agree with me, you're not my friend anymore. Yeah. Unblock and, yourself or block yourself. Yes, yes. It's like, wow. And, and some of it, I, look, I get like I, some, some negative things I don't want in my space. And if all I surround myself with is people that see the world and agree with me exactly the way I do, then not only do I lose the wholeness of humanity and opinions and ideas, but I put myself in this tiny little box and this sheltered space. And right. I think it feels really good and it's real cozy because you're like, you get to be right about everything and there's never a tension or conflict but it makes me really sad. Like, I, I don't know. It like, it's a bummer that, you know, you, we can't sit down and have a conversation with somebody who disagrees with you because of all these trigger points. Because yeah. it's instantly, you know? Well, you I think one, one of the things that I just got from what you said is the, and you said, I, I want to make sure that I'm, uh, you said cognitive bias, right? Yeah. 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 I think, um, probably the biggest shift that has to be on like fleek right now is that, um, like I think before we just listened for cognitive bias, like we just listened to like who agrees and all that stuff. Like I think over the past couple of years, we've now been trained to actually speak cognitive bias. Like Trump does it. And I'm just using him, him, him and his example. Like there's a lot of people who do it, but like he speak, he specifically speaks to cognitive bias and also in different things. Like he'll, he'll say like a scripted speech that I can listen to because he's not throwing the stuff in, but then like he'll tweet something that's specifically cognitive bias that he knows that like I won't be able to hear it and that someone else will be able to hear it and it gives them their talking point and also trains them to cognitive bias. Uh, and I guess so I can, I can spread the, the guilt around or whatever. I mean, CNN does it, Rachel Maddow does it, MSNBC does it, Fox News does it. Um, you know, like everyone, yeah, everyone is, everyone's doing it. I'm it's funny I was just thinking about how I think people actually double down on it right so if if let's just say you guys let's I'm just going to split you up Jason you're group A Brie you're group B and I realize as Alex Jason's a big supporter of me and Brie you're not 
So it would take a lot of work for me to go get Bree on my team. But I could double down on the Jason love and like just keep slinging the stuff that Jason likes. Then I'm going to get more Jason love. Jason's going to be more passionate because yeah, he's on my team and Jason's going to go get more Jason's to bring on the team Mm -hmm. and Bree's going to go away. But I I might not have ever had Bree anyway. And I, that's, I noticed that, like, I remember there's a, we were just talking about this last night at dinner, whether you like Donald Trump or you like Ronald Reagan, those are, JFK is another one. Those are three presidents that like it, people voted for on the opposite side. Democrats voted for Ronald Reagan, Republicans voted for Bill Clinton, uh, JFK, same wing. And, and it didn't mean that they didn't have some like, like properties or talk that specifically went to like the Jason group or the Breed group but they they didn't specifically say i'm pro jason fuck brie like it wasn't an all or nothing and that's what i see not only now within politics but i see it like in families i see it in in like companies like look at jason you do nascar stuff right bubba wallace is like all doubling down on black lives matter and i don't know the guy's name because he never won a race and he's like in the amateur well, we don't, we don't actually, i don't know if we know his name either like it's it's not a it's, it's this dude who's like, yeah. he's a, like basically never won a race. He's like, an, he's like in the minor leagues of NASCAR. He's like, I'm quitting and I'm taking a stand. I'm a patriot. And it's like, oh, so basically these are our options. It's like we stand for something or we quit. And there's no like. Well, actually, I love that you use the word patriot too. Like that, like, like I'm like, wait, I can't be a patriot anymore because I don't want to make America great anymore or vote for Trump or think that like people should like that police shouldn't kill black people. Like, so now I can't be a patriot anymore. Like with it, like how, how can you just, how can you take a, how can you take a word, you know, like that? But I think yes, yes to everything that you said. And, and just cause I know we're running out of time, but you know, like, I, I, like the conversations that just could be happening, like, you know, the way that people are taught things and, and their cognitive biases, like people own things like, well, no, like I'm a true patriot because I want to make America great again. And I voted for Trump and I want to like bring jobs back to America. And I wanted this. And like my grandfather fought in the army and, you know, and like and died in the thing and did this for America and stuff like that. And it's like, right. But you're making a whole bunch of assumptions that that's also not my background. Like my grandfather's all fought in the for the United States, too. You know, like surprise, like most black people had to go fight in the army or wherever. Like they, like, it wasn't like a, like, oh, you know what, we're, we treat black people terribly so you don't have to go to war and fight. Like, no, it was, that, it was actually probably the opposite. And then, um, I mean, you know, during World War II, Hitler had a whole strategy of trying to recruit yeah. American soldiers because he was like, like he'd, he would get there and they'd be like, guys, like you're really fighting for that side. They don't even like you. Um, Brie, you haven't you haven't said much. What are you what are you thinking about? So I've had a lot going on, and I know we like to keep these episodes short. So I'm like, if I bring something up, <laughs> it could go for like an hour. I know when everything <laughs> kind of exploded, like the George Floyd situation happened. I'm on social media. That's what I do. I have twenty five thousand people. You know, five thousand on Facebook. Like not huge, but enough where people looked to me to be a voice and to stand up and do the right thing where I see what you guys are talking about and what the topic of having to listen is I am a mom. 
I am pregnant, I am sick, and I don't share every part of my life on social media, but people assume I do because I'm on social media every day. And so, I mean, Alex and I have talked about this, like I had to just get off because it didn't mean that I didn't support my black brothers and sisters and that I didn't understand what was going on, but I was getting death threats because of the situation, because I wasn't doing it, quote, right. And it was really hard for me to show my support because, and I said this on my Instagram, I'm damned if I do and I'm damned if I don't because anything I say is like taking a stance and then all of a sudden nothing else matters. And I'm like, I've created this platform for eight years, right? Like I, like are, ever, are other people quitting their jobs? Like you don't want me to share links to clothing and that's fine, like be supportive, great. But I don't see other people quitting their jobs. Like this is how I put food on the table for my children and I'm being insensitive by continuing to do what I do. And so I was in a tough spot. I'm like, do I, like I just now don't have a business. Like I'm sure Jason and Alex didn't cancel. Maybe you did, Jason. Um, I'm sure you didn't just cancel all your work for the week because something in our, our world happened. Even if you leaned into different information, started sharing resources, how all we we all kind of went about the situation. But for me, I was like, what? So I'm, I'm like everybody on Instagram because I'm an influencer. I'm just supposed to quit my job now, like for, for an extended period of time so that this cause and now, and if I don't, then people just assume and are saying these nasty things that I don't support. I'm like this whole, now that we're seeing like the African verse, you're, you're a U.S. citizen. Like my dad's from Africa. He's an African. That doesn't make him black. That doesn't pick my whole stance. You know, I grew up in Africa. Like there's a whole slew of things I could say, but then the people that don't think the African thing is relevant, then I'm a racist still, or I'm using my white privilege. So it's like, there's just no winning. Instead of people sitting down and listening to my point of view and sharing and like, I care about humans. I care about what's going on, but there's just no winning. And I think that's kind of the point where people see influence, people have influence. You guys have influence with your, you know, your mentorship and your social media and the books you write and, and the words you put out there. And it just is like, people say I like oranges and that whole meme going around. Oh, so you're saying you don't like pineapples and grapefruit and pears. And what about, you know, pineapple? It's like, I just said I like oranges, right? So that's where I've been at with it is if I if I do say anything, then I have to clarify for all the haters that only want to see 1% of what I've said. Or if I don't say anything, then I'm just automatically not supporting the cause and I'm against it and I'm, you know, a Republican and I'm all conservative. It's like there's just no winning. If people aren't willing to listen and sort through the facts and sort through what their truth is versus what's actually happening versus Aaron and I were talking about last night, what is like actual political and what's actually people supporting Black Lives Matter movement and what's racism. Like there are so many categories right now that's kind of just getting clumped into all of a sudden I'm a racist. When everybody gets to make up and everybody gets to make up their own category. Um, yes. I, I need to run, but I just want to just say a, a closing point on that is uh, like I'm I'm w- I'm with you. I, yes. I suspect one of my friends Ryan the other day where I I told him that I wish that like I wanted to I created like this ten minute video uh, like a speech thing that I wanted to just release because it was on my mind. But I I, I told him it's like I don't want to release this because 
I'm sure it's just going to get cut up and people are going to like take whatever point that they want to hear and be like, look, we got a black guy to say this. Or like, you know, black people are like, yes, we did it. And it's like, please, like you can't, you can't take my message without taking the whole thing. So I was joking with them. I was like, I wish there was a way that I could actually like PDF my video where people like, you know, you can't, you can't change it. Like you can't edit it. You got to listen to the whole thing if you actually want to. And if you don't want to listen to the whole thing, don't. But um, yeah, it's, it's a really hard time to have, uh, it's a really hard time to have a conversation. And a lot of it is just because we've been trained so much. Uh, I love that, the, the cognitive bias. Like, I think we always listen to it, but I think now all of a sudden we've been trained uh, to, to talk to it. Um, I hate to preach and run, but I got to preach and run. <laughs> Jason, I'm gonna, Jason, thanks for being here, man. I'm going to leave people. You can hop off and I'm going to leave people with your information if they want to just Thank you more so advice. much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you guys, thank you guys for what you do. We'll have you back again. All right. Love you guys. Um, Jason, uh, guys, everyone, everyone listening, that was uh, Jason Dukes. And, um, you know, we, we have been trying to work hard to have these conversations be short. It's not always easy when we get into something and we could hear like the passion and Brie. Um, <laughs> and Brie, like people don't know, like, you know, behind the scenes, like forget about what you believe or what you don't believe. It's irrelevant. Like the people are just being shitty to each other. Like yeah. on all, all people all over the place are being shitty to each other. And I love the idea that you can't win because when we pit to, when we pit sides against each other, when it's like, you have to be upper on the, you have to be up or down, North or South, left or right, red or blue, green or yellow, then you get two options and there's no opportunity for anything else, but like love them or hate them, should or shouldn't, good or bad. And it, I love your point. Like, it's always going to be a win-lose when you only have two options. There, It's not, we don't get to create a win-win. Um, thanks for listening to this episode, everyone. Um, if you want to, you know, we'll pro- we're going to have to get into more of this. We're going to have to have Jason back. Um, Jason's, if you want to know more about Jason, you can go to Captain's like the boat, like a boat captain, but captains, and then a, a dash, like a minus sign and then chair.com. So he's captain's chair coaching and here's Jason Dukes and we will catch you on the next episode. And, uh, I think, I don't know. We'll try to do better next time. We, we hit up a lot really fast. <laughs> Thanks for listening and please share this episode with uh, somebody that needs to hear it. Thank you for listening. It's not easy to create these episodes, but we know it's important. We need more real, open, and honest conversations because we know that whatever you're going through, whatever you're dealing with, you're not alone. A life pretending isn't worth living. So please share this podcast with a friend and thanks for listening.